Welcome to Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains podcast. I'm Paul, your host. You can get me on Paul underscore football on Twitter. You can also get Australian fans of Villa on Facebook and Twitter as well. Join in the conversation. We'd love to have you on the show. If you have any questions or anything like that, post them on Twitter as well and we'll get them up. But most importantly, Up the Villa. It's been a funny season, you know, at the start of the season, um, being safe at this point you know, period with, you know, a third of the season to go, we would have all, I believe, taken it in, in an absolute heartbeat after surviving on the last day of the season uh, for 2021. But yet, we're in a position where we started so well and so brightly that people's expectations, I think, rose so quickly um, and probably unrealistically when you look at not just the, the the stars that we have in the team, but also the depth Um you know, you look at Watkins, you look at Grealish, um, Barkley obviously not playing to where a lot of us expected, and you go, wow, these are, you know, Conza and everyone, they're, they're world-class players, and it's it's obviously shown with Watkins being brought into the England squad, which is absolutely fantastic news. But um, we've now, you know, I think with COVID, and COVID has hit our squad like it did Newcastle earlier in the season. I think with attrition, with some injuries where people haven't been able to come through, and also the size of our squad and the the depth of quality, we are starting to find that we're running out of legs. We're starting to find that a little bit of the creativity is gone. And you know what? That's okay. We are absolutely um, a team that now can, can look forward uh, and build that depth, make some really good decisions, um, we obviously probably need a little bit more quality in the midfield. I think our defence, uh, as shown by um, Martinez um, and the amount of clean sheets we've had, which is almost at a record, our defence is really solid. And so many world-class teams and, and Premier League top-tier teams, um, it starts at the back. You know, you've got a good solid uh, defence, then the midfield's more confident to do the overlapping. The forwards can make those runs where they're not just holding the ball up. So if we can just build on that midfield, I do believe even with Wesley, if he comes back from injury, I do believe we absolutely need to build on the striking depth. And that's not putting down Watkins whatsoever. Um, Every good team has a number of strikers in their squad. And if you want to progress to Europe uh, and, and, you know, be really pushing the the upper tiers uh, in the Premier League, you need people challenging people for positions you know has Watkins even missed a minute barely Uh, that's a lot of pressure on a young body and we want him to be playing for us for a number of years get your expectations correct all of this am I disappointed that our um, challenge for Europe petered out of course I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed but you've got to look at the bright side as well I can't see that we were going to be ready for Europe um, you, it would have been such a massive task to, you know, build further into the into the squad. That we're where we are. Let's get some nice results, and and basically, as a supporter base, support our team. There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. There's going to be everything in between. But our expectations should be at this stage satisfied of where we are. And build on our squad, and I think from uh, from our gaffer and from the management team and the owners, it really looks like you know we're going to do some smart business, 
and it is a really tough time at the moment to buy players. Players are being well and truly overpriced um, based on what we've seen in the past. And that might not change for a few years with COVID and people's unwillingness to travel around the continents. So we'll have to see what we can do there. I mean, you only have to look at Ollie Watkins and where he came from. And I think that he now looks like an absolute bargain price. I mean, Martinez, what an absolute steal. Has to be the signing of the Premier League in my mind. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, let's be happy and up the villa. Oh, fantastic news for Ollie Watkins and really well-deserved. He's been called up to the England squad. Uh, a lot of people were pushing the cases of people like Patrick Bamford from Leeds or Watkins from Villa just to get a bit of new blood into the squad. And uh, luckily enough for Watkins enough, and for us as a Villa supporter base, um, Watkins has um, made the squad a pretty amazing story, as we all know, a story of perseverance, uh, you know, in the early years, uh, wanted to play for Exeter, um, didn't make the squad, rejoined in under-11s, sent on loan a few years later, and we all know the story of almost everywhere he's gone, he's cleaned changing rooms, made coffee for staff, everyone loved him. As a record to Exeter, scored 26 goals, um, went to Brentford and, you know, scored over 20 goals for his, his period there, and Brentford, what Let's just go a little bit sideways. What an amazing club in terms of, of the players they bring through that go on to play uh, bigger and better clubs. Uh, and look, Brentford could be playing Premier League soon. Comes over to us for 33 to $34 million, um, and he's been called up to the England squad. Has played almost every single minute for Villa this season. Has really held up the ball well. I don't know if many players have hit the woodwork uh, as often as Ollie Watkins. Is that good or bad luck? I'm not sure. Is that good or bad striking? Have you actually hit the target when you've hit the woodwork? I would suggest not, but he has been desperately unlucky. A few VAR calls that um, literally are a hair offside. Um, just had a great season. I'd love to see him with another strike partner, as we've said before. But Ollie Watkins, you are a great example to young footballers, a great example to young men. You go about your stuff with respect. You give everything, um, you know, of your body and yourself. Uh, you seem to leave absolutely everything out on the pitch. No one could ever deny the effort you put in. We, you know, last week we were talking about Barkley, and we did say you can accept if uh, a player is putting in a full shift and it's just not working. With Barkley, it might be body language or temperament. He doesn't always look like he's giving everything. We don't know. We're not him. But you can't say the same uh, of Ollie. Um, he always looks like he's giving his all. He leaves it all on the pitch. Just so excited that you've made the England squad for yourself um, and, and for the club. Well done, Ollie Watkins. Fantastic. Big game for us uh, on Monday morning, Sunday uh, UK time, as we take on Tottenham in a game where two teams still still have a very outside chance uh, of making Europe. Um, Chelsea's in fourth on 51 points. Um, they've played two more games than us, and obviously you'd rather have the points. They're 10 points ahead of us. Um, we're on uh, 41 points. Uh, Tottenham on 45 points with a game in hand uh, over us. So we're, we're still in the top 10, which is fantastic. Um, 
Tottenham have the disappointment of being knocked out knocked out of the Europa League. They've they've had mixed form lately, but it does look like some of their stars are starting to come back uh, into form with with Bale and Harry Kane. You know, he just scores for fun. He is a striker striker in my mind. Uh, so you know, I'm yet to see if Grealish is back in the team. It'll be interesting to see if he is. Uh, it'll make a huge difference and the game will open up a lot. Um, but we have a chance here to really consolidate a top 10 spot, beat another, um, you know, one of the big teams uh, historically. From an Aussie um, Premier League supporter kind of um, basis, you know, they, Tottenham's always been around about the mark. So it would be fantastic to have a season where we could knock off uh, Tottenham. Um, so let's just hope that happens. How do I see the game uh, evolving? I think a lot of people might think this will be an open game, but I think it'll actually be quite tight. I don't think there will be as many chances. It may not be a great spectacle. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, will Sanson play a bit more? Um, a few people have noted he's a little bit off the pace, and that can happen in the Premier League. It is a very fast game. There's a reason he's not starting at the moment. You've got to trust in the gaffer. He's still getting used to the pace of the game. Does he have what it takes to make um, you know, the first team and be in the Premier League going forward? Absolutely. This might be a season where he just feels out the game. Um, I think that um, we've got a few other players who need to step up. McGinn um, is, is getting slated slightly, but what people have to kind of remember is he's playing a number of different roles in the midfield. You know, some games he's asked to hold back. I'm looking forward to seeing that um, swashbuckling uh, play that we saw in the championship and a little bit last year when we were struggling. We'll have to see him go forward and have some more shots. Uh, obviously with El Ghazi's um, shooting whenever he wants as well and I'm okay with that. Um, Watkins holding the ball up. would love to see him um, hopefully score an early goal. I can see a brace for him happening here. That would be absolutely brilliant. Um, Barkley another game where he just has to step up. If Barkley does start, and look, he's starting to probably get put on the bench more than he would like. Let's see the true test of character. If he does start and he puts in a big shift and he walks off happy, then that's a good thing. If he walks off kicking buckets and kicking the grass and carrying on, look, people react differently and we can't judge how someone else reacts, but it's not a good look. So for me... Barkley's got the last 10 or 11 games to show that he is uh, worthy of, you know, 40 to 45 million personally. And I've said it before, I don't know the man, but I can only judge by what I see on the field. Reputation means nothing. It's what you do. So if he can show the energy, if he can get that fun back into his game, then yeah, let's sign him. But right now, I think his um, career to an extent is on the line because he's got all the talent in the world. Um, there's a reason that the big clubs um, are loaning him out or he's sitting on a bench. So if he's got 10 or 11 games to me to pr you know prove himself. Otherwise, let's go out and buy two or three midfielders for that kind of money instead of one midfielder who, who does look like he's struggling a bit. He might have some COVID effects, after effects. We're not sure. He might have some niggling injuries, but that seems to be, not the COVID side of it, the injuries seems to be kind of the story of his career. So... It's, this, this section's kind of morphed in that way. Our defence is looking absolutely um, sensational. I think that they're going to have to be right on their game because Harry Kane always puts himself into a position. Um, Bale is going to try and force things from distance, which 
we know at his best, he's very hard to stop there. From our point of view, as we've said, our midfield needs to be more creative. They need to be more decisive. What seems to have happened in the last few games is that our midfield's gone into positions where we've had the ability to attack and they've kind of stopped, held the ball and gone back. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Do I expect us to win? I hope that we win. Do I expect us to win? No. Um, I think it's going to be a two-all draw. Um, and it's funny because earlier on I said it could be a drab game, but I'm thinking actually a two-all draw now, and up the villa. So on the eve of our game against uh, Spurs, I don't think any Villa supporter can ever forget uh, the 1999-2000 win. 2 nil down uh, against Spurs. We come back in the second half and four goals, magnificent goals to us, and actually four actually brilliant goals, and we beat Spurs 4-2. Well, let's hope we're not down 2 0 tomorrow, but just listen to these highlights and get yourself fired up. What a dramatic second half this is turning out to be. Just over an hour gone. And it's Dion Dublin. Nine goals to his credit so far this season. That is number 10. And he made it look so easy. Ian Walker. Diving the wrong way. And now Villa have pulled one back. Campbell. Swept away again. And now Villa on the counter-attack. Delaney. Nice ball with Carboni. Now Dublin! And that's the equaliser for Aston Villa. It looked like it was coming in the last five minutes. And it was Dion Dublin who scored so often in these games against Spurs. A tremendous ball in from Carboni. And almost a precision cross from the little Italian. And Dublin now with two goals in this match. The game was dead and buried. But now there's a glimmer of hope of at least taking a point with Carbone. He tries one! Absolute disaster for Spurs. 69 minutes on the clock. And that man, Carbone, spells out what looks like a disastrous second half for Spurs. This has been quite a dramatic afternoon at White Hart Lane. And it's not over yet. Eleventh against six this afternoon. And Villa on the charge for Europe and another opportunity! An absolutely unbelievable from Villa. Alan Wright has had a fantastic game at the back. Each week, we try and acknowledge the past. Uh, we try and look at past players, uh, past heroes of the club. And just to give a bit, bit of perspective, uh, that history is what 
basically forms the future as we know and we need to acknowledge those that have come before us so today we look at Alan James Evans Scottish defender for Villa born 12th of October 56 six foot so about my height that's fantastic came from Dunfermline and came across to Aston Villa 380 appearances for us, absolutely sensational from 77 to 89, 51 goals. So he was someone who really could get forward as a defender and score for us as well. Um, did uh, get to the Scotland national squad uh, on three or four occasions there as well. Um, and, you know, for us, just one of those uh, players that probably the modern um, supporters forget about as well. One of the great things he did for us is he was part of our 82 European Cup winning team. So that makes him an absolute legend already. But to play 380 games, get 51 goals, just one of the um, sensational players in our club's history. And defenders probably need a little bit more acclimation sometimes. We've had we've had a history of fantastic uh, defenders. Um, after his Villa career, his career kind of petered out with the injuries and probably age as well. Um, but he did help. He became Villa captain and got us back into the uh, first division in 88. So it's hard to believe, isn't it, when you look back at the club history, that in 82, we are the champions of Europe and only a few years later, we are playing in the second division. So he got us back into the first division, retired in 1991 after um, playing at Leicester and Darlington. Look, please get, uh, we'll put some video up of him on um, Australian Villa fans and we'll put it up on Twitter as well. Uh, I'll put it up on Paul underscore football. But don't underestimate the effect that this guy had. A fantastic leader, someone who'd put his body on the line, scored so many goals. I mean, there'd be strikers who play that many games, to be honest, that would be pretty, and midfielders would be pretty excited with that. But Alan Evans, thank you for being a villain up the villa. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains podcast. I was Paul, your host. You get me on Paul underscore football at Twitter. Get us on Facebook and Twitter at Australian Fans of Villa. We'd love your questions. We'd love for you to be on the show one day, whether you're uh, in Australia or overseas. We'll speak to any of you. And guess what? Let's do this to Tottenham tomorrow.